is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and T. And we are into week 11. It is crunch time. Three more regular season weeks for most of you. If you start your fantasy postseason in week 14. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 13th. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Dave Richard, Keith Cummings. We're talking waiver wire. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Rawr. What a game. Party. What a game last night. I'll tell you about the bachelor party later, but two good uh, Sunday night, Monday night games. That was fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. They were good. Actually, and now we're less than a week away from better Sunday night greatest Monday night, night football game of all time, which is probably going to turn into like a defensive 23 to yeah. 16 field goal fest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that they're worried about the field. I don't want anything to mess up this Chargers or this uh, Chiefs Rams game. And Sunday night should be great too with Minnesota at Chicago. That's a really interesting one as well. Uh, first of all, a happy Veterans Day, a belated happy Veterans Day. Did not mention that on Sunday night, and that is my bad. I apologize. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there, and thank you so much to all of our veterans. And before we get into the top three waiver wire priorities, oh, let me just tease Jamie. You asked me about the bachelor party. I have such a great piece of life advice for people. Not really life advice. Fun advice that I'm giving later in the show. Um, but the big question, do we drop... Le'Veon Bell. You when are you listening the, to this? You probably will by the end of the night. Right. When, yeah. when will we know? Four, four o'clock. Right? Okay. So if he hasn't signed by four o'clock, you will know if you can drop him or not. And right now we are not expecting him to sign. We are expecting him to be dropped. Sad news. Uh Top three waiver wire priorities for Fantasy Week 11. Who do we got? Uh The Cardinals DST. They take on the Raiders. Might not be your number one priority, but if you're good at running back, receiver, quarterback, buys aren't going to kill you this week. Maybe they should be. Yeah, I would go, um, I think my top three would be Anthony Miller, Josh Adams, and the future worst quarterback in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> Eli Manning. Yeah, okay. Uh Arizona DST, Anthony Miller, Josh Adams, Eli Manning, who has Tampa Bay at home. Jamie, how about some names for the waiver wire? Uh, I'll take the first two that he said, Miller and Adams, and I will also go with the Cardinals DST. All right. So Miller, doesn't it kind of suck that he's got the Vikings this week? They allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. You don't have to play him, but you should own him. Yeah, um, and they've they've had some troubles with secondary wide receivers, right? What about slot receivers specifically? I'm not sure that they have. Um, they've okay. So so here's the thing: the Vikings have allowed six touchdowns to wide receivers this year. Four of them came in one game. That was at the Rams. Since then, they haven't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver. Do you remember how some of those touchdowns were scored? There were a lot of deep crossing patterns and short crossing patterns that the Rams used. Can we just throw that game out though? Like they didn't. It was have a Everson fun game. Griffin. It was a crazy game, but I think that that's where the Bears are going to go, and that does fit into what Miller can. Do. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the year, there was a lot of question about are the Bears going to be the new Rams, and the Bears' offense has exploded under a new head coach, kind of like the Rams, 
and they have three very talented wide receivers like the Rams and a great All right. young All right. quarterback like the Rams. Yeah, okay. They don't have a great running back like the Rams, though. No, no one does. Uh, there is also a chance that Allen Robinson's going to be on your waiver wire. He's seventy-eight percent owned. Uh, who would you? Which Bears wide receiver would you rather add? I would take Allen Robinson over Anthony Miller. Agreed. But I would probably start Miller over Robinson this week if I had to start one of them. I'm not going to be excited about either one. This is a crappy waiver wire week, right? No, no, what do you mean? no, no, no. We've got a we've got a wide receiver that's. 75% available. That's awesome. We've got a running back that's 75% available. Who got seven be... carries? The, his I coach just I, said he's going to get more. I think, to your point, Adam, there, there's not somebody you're picking up at the skill position players that you're probably starting this week. Well, I think if you look at the one, the, like the top guy at each position, at quarterback actually is really deep this week. Running back, wide receiver, tight end, it's not deep. Especially tight end. Oh my gosh, tight end is so bad. Um, also, Corey Davis could be available. That would help. He's 79% owned. Uh, he'd be a top priority, uh, I would assume. So oh, yes. Certainly for Heath. Yeah. I don't think he's available in any of Heath's leagues. No. No, probably not. He's 79% owned. So is there anyone worth using, like, half of your remaining fab on? And, you know, like, I don't know. I'm Now I'm conflicted. Do we do remaining fab or do we do, uh, to- like, original budget fab? I don't know. Last like original budget fab is there? What are you gonna say? Give take give twenty percent of your fab for this, and half the leagues have less than ten dollars left. I I think that when I, I think that the reason I decided last week to to say yeah we're gonna say like original budget fab is to sort of place a value on a player like oh he's a fifteen percent of your fab kind of guy, he's a twenty percent of your fab he's a five percent of your fab kind of guy, and then let owners. Determine based on their team needs, based on their record, and based on how much fab they have left, how much to spend. That was my I, thing. I, I get it. Yeah, you're saying he's a 20% of your budget guy, and then you figure how much budget you have, and then you spend 20% of that on him. It's very no, much exactly 20% like what I was of your saying. original budget, like, cause you know what that means if you've been doing a fab, if you do a fab league. That's a good, but not amazing player. I'd say it's a pretty good player. Alright, well anyway, how much fab are you spending on Anthony Miller or Josh Adams? None of these guys are more than fifteen percent at most. No, I. I but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I think if you need running back help and you're getting a little desperate because it's late in the year, there's not a lot of guys who could still break out. Adams could still break out, so I might go a little higher than fifteen percent. Okay. Yeah. So Adams has definitely been the best running back. He just hasn't had that many touches. No. I mean, you could make a case for Rashad Penny potentially being that guy, and he's out there in a ton of leagues. Um, but that's really about it. There's, and there, there's not a lot of else that looks good. The the difference is, I think, Penny's or Adams has definitely been the best guy and just hasn't got the work. Penny gave us one good game, and it was when Chris Carson was hurt, and now Chris Carson's back. How many good games has Adams given us? None. But Zero. It's, it's still, just keep in mind, it's Pete Carroll. <laughs> And a it, short week for Seattle. Anything is possible. Yeah, Chris Carson is Not expected to play. Not surprising Chris Carson's inactive. Uh, Josh Adams, and another kind of bummer. Josh Adams is at New Orleans. Like, Anthony Miller has the fourth toughest matchup. Josh Adams has the fourth toughest matchup. Saints allow 3.3 yards per carry to running backs. But their last two games, Todd Gurley averaged 5.23 yards per carry. Joe Mixon averaged 5.55 yards per carry. 
So we'll see if that's a trend or just a two-week blip. At least uh, got to stay in the game for Josh Adams to have a decent opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Stupid Eagles. Lost that survivor pool on them. You did? Yeah, well, not me, but <sighs> my my Division friend. game on the road? Oh, no, they're home. They're they were home. home. They should have yeah. won. You know, but like I said, I didn't have that many options to choose from at this point in the year. I thought, I thought they were going to win. The big news. James Conner appears likely to play this week. Cooper Cup out for the season. Josh Reynolds, he is 2% owned in three games without Cooper Cup or with Cup leaving early with an injury. Reynolds had two terrible games and one game with two touchdowns. Should be a lot of points this week, though. Uh Julian Elbin not expected to miss much, if any time, according to Adam Schefter, as they go into their bye. John Harbaugh did not commit to a quarterback this week as they get the brutal Bengals at home. Ryan Fitzpatrick will start this week. Nick Chubb, he's kind of... Uh, you know, he's kind of a, a bit of a bruiser, but he was clocked at more than 20 miles per hour on his 92-yard touchdown run. That is fast. Uh Chris Carson and offensive guard DJ Fluker will likely play this week, according to Pete Carroll. Guys, Golden Tate played 18 snaps on Sunday night. Does that mean as you enter this game at New Orleans that it could be uh a sit for Golden Tate? Absolutely. It's Yeah, it's a tough uh, place to be in because you could definitely make the argument, well, it's just his first game. But he'd had two weeks to prepare for that game. He's only got one week for this one. I don't know how much more you expect him to get involved. Yeah, that stunk. Um, uh, do you mm-hmm. expect the following players? Marvin Jones. No. No. Sammy Watkins. Yes. Stefan Diggs. Not as of now. What? I thought he was supposed to play. He'll play, but we're not ranking him yet. I didn't see. Did they say he was going to play? That's what I read last week that he was expected to miss one game. I'm, I'm sure he'll get. I'm sure he has a very good chance to play. All right, let's so then let's practice. rank him, guys. Rank him. Put him. Uh, put him fifteenth. Stefan Diggs, fifteenth. It's about right. Okay. Do you expect Kiki Cutie at Washington? Not yet. Same as Diggs. Do you expect Jamison Crowder against Houston? No. No. Are you more excited for the first place battle between Houston and Washington or Kansas City and the Rams? Adam. <laughs> How great is this? I mean, I cannot wait. It's gonna be oh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. And I'm just uh, – This whole week is going to be good. Yeah. Not only you know do you have this amazing matchup between the Texans and Redskins, Titans-Colts should be a barn burner. Uh, That's a huge game. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be a barn burner. I, you think it's going to be a defensive struggle? Uh, I mean, it's the number one scoring defense in the NFL. How about the Eagles at Saints? Yeah, could awesome. be a lot of fun. Awesome game. Yeah, there's a lot of really good, good games, and we're treated to one on Thursday with Minis- the Packers and the Seahawks. Yeah, Minnesota Chicago Sunday night. And let me tell That's you, kind of an elimination game, isn't it? The Minnesota loser of that Chicago game probably uh, oh, doesn't Gre- make it. Green Bay Seattle, you mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not for Green Bay. You think they still have a shot? They still win the division. Uh, that was Chicago and Minnesota ahead of them. I don't think so. Well, you never know with it's Aaron Rodgers. It's a Rogers. playoff game. And I'll tell you one other great thing. I would love for Ryan Fitzpatrick to be terrible this week because then Jameis Winston will, Winston will start and he will have three great matchups in a row um, in weeks 12, 13, and 14. And that would be wonderful for fantasy owners. Uh, so, guys, tell me about the uh, the tailgate on Friday night. I know you got to meet some of our listeners. I'm sorry I wasn't there. I wish I had been able to be there in New York City. Uh, but I heard it was a, a great event. What, what was it like? It was fun. 
It was a great time. Uh, they, we, we, when I say we, I mean CBS is a company, CBS Sports is a division, rented out the PlayStation Theater, which is this nice, um, kind of intimate theater in Times Square. And, uh, we, we basically did a live show. We were the opening act for the NFL today. And, uh, me, Jamie, Heath, Pete Prisco, uh, got on the mic. And, uh, how long were we talking for? Hour and a half. An hour and a half. Ooh. Taking fan questions, answering Nate Burleson's fantasy questions. Bill Sims stopped by, Jason Lockenfora, uh, dished on the Ravens and the Steelers. It was, uh, it was really, really cool. And then the guys from the NFL today went up on the, on the stage. And they, they, they were talking trash to each other. They were going back over their old memories in football. They were talking about current day NFL. It was, it was really, really cool. And then th- this might have been the best part for the fans. When the NFL today guys were done, people got to go on the stage and get their picture taken with them. That was pretty awesome. I, that would be a cool, like souvenir to have for people who come to these events in the future. Hopefully there's more. Adam, when I tell you how to stretch, the, the the talking points. <laughs> I had like ten things written down of things to talk about. Uh-huh. And then we burned through those ten things rather quickly. So oh, we had yeah, some yeah. good discussions about the first round pick, uh first one first overall pick next year. Um who's better, Le'Veon Bell or James Connor? Um it was it, I think we the talked about Leonard Fernando. Overall about pick, times. I mean it's gotta be girly. Huh? The first overall pick's easy. Uh, yes, but we, the, we had to make it a discussion. Who's so. the second overall pick? Well, the, the question I posed was Barkley or Gurley. Barkley or Gurley? Yeah, I, I mean, Barkley, Gordon, Gurley, Connor. Who am I missing? That's your top four. Zeke. Oh yeah, Zeke, oh that Hunt. guy. Eh, he's okay. Uh, yeah, running back's pretty good this year. Alright, anyway, so- it, w- it was great. There, we had, uh, you know, a lot of people as, as usual when we go to these events that you know, the, the stick that we typically do. I got a lot of gotta go by. <laughs> <laughs> I had some really good, uh, New York craft beer. They had beer there from Alewife Brewing Company. And, uh, they, uh, it was very good. Okay. Brian Flood was there. What's up, Flood? It, it's a shame that you didn't have like good New York pizza. That's, and I told everybody. Oh, to what, what to do you mean? I had, I had this New York pizza that tasted exactly like every piece of New York pizza I've ever had in my life. Which is um zero. We 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 got a lot of uh people walking up to Pete Prisco and saying drink. It was very funny. <laughs> did he know, did you have to explain it to him? No, I I told him about it. Oh, so he, he was he was aware. Uh and then my my piece of, of life advice to you, if you want to have a good fun time, top golf was one of the most fun things I've done. I very fun. It's amazing, isn't it? But what if you're not a golfer? I don't I haven't golfed in twenty years. I had the best time. It's a lot of fun. It, it was so fun. Good food. College football on the TVs. You just hang out. That was the birthday cake. <laughs> uh, there was one funny moment. I don't know if you'll find it funny. But since it was kind of like a little kid's bachelor party with all these sporting events, we had a great time. On Friday night, uh, we, we had like a food tasting thing. And they brought my brother uh, – like they brought us all like uh, these warm chocolate chip cookies with uh, milk that was spiked with whiskey, which I didn't <laughs> have. But um, – and uh somebody got somebody got us all started to sing happy bachelor party to you so he sang happy happy bachelor party to you and then like there was a silence at the end and and one of my brother's friends goes and many more 
like with a question. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, and that, we, we had a nice laugh about it. Okay, enough about us. Let's get to uh, your emails. A few emails here. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. This is an email of the day number one. And the guy gave us some initials. I have no idea what they mean. It's time for tight ends to go the way of kickers and strike them from fantasy lineups forever. After being advised to play Uzama, Watson, Dixon, and Vernon Davis while dealing with Gronkowski, Eifert, and Olsen injuries, it's time for a second flex, and let's eliminate the mandatory tight end. I'm in a league where we have that, and it's fine. I don't have a problem with having the tight end, not having the tight end. It adds an element to, Are to you kidding? fantasy to have this the tight did, end. What a, what a babyish thought this is. Of course you're gonna, everybody has a tight end in football. You start a tight end. It's one of the most strategic positions at fantasy drafts. Every team has a kicker in football. We don't have you a You start kicker. a kicker. You, you should you start don't have a kicker. To. You shouldn't have. To. Kickers are dumb. Tight ends Every are team not. has a left tackle. We don't start those. You can't. There is no scoring. You know that. Uh, we, we could. Saw a left tackle score a touchdown this week. Yeah. Oh, Probably would have been like the number two tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put it to a vote. If you just want to add another flex, add another flex. There's nothing wrong with that. Get you know, most teams end. don't use two quarterbacks. There's a bunch of two QB leagues out there. I mean, the Saints and the Ravens. Fine. Add a you flex. Know, keep the tight end. When the Broncos and uh, or when Elvis Dumerville's agent messed up with the fax machine and the Ravens accidentally cut him, the NFL didn't give him back. <laughs> Get over it. Email of the day number two is from Grant. We had some complaints in the office yesterday when I showed up here. It's ridiculous. I made a stupid mistake. Who cares? Like, just what, well, I, I don't was, know why he would have been complaining. Matt, Matt, Matthew Coca made a stupid mistake, and you, Chris no, Clark. Matthew Coca did not. That's a different. Not looking and setting your lineup is different than dropping the wrong player. I'm sorry. It just no. Is. He set his lineup not knowing that he had made a transaction. Okay, well, that's even dumber. Uh, this is from Grant. Who should I start rest of season, Aaron Rodgers or Mitchell Trubisky? Rodgers. Could it Ro- possibly be a week-to-week thing? Sure. Yes, like Rodgers this week, and then, you know, you don't want to start Trubisky against the Vikings. I don't know how you'd feel about starting Rodgers at Minnesota. That's who he plays in Week 12. I'd rather go with Trubisky against the Lions in Week 12. Yep. Like most quarterback questions, it's a week-to-week thing. Okay, well that's, I mean that's crazy to think that's Rogers versus Trubisky is a week to week thing. Email of the day number three is Ryan from Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, I needed 14.71 points in half PPR with Matt Breida. He got it. I changed my team name to Best in Breida. That's good. Congratulations on your victory, Ryan. It's a good team name Tuesday. I love it. Is. it. It's good. Best in Breida, that's good. Uh, by the way, I do know it's Des Moines. I was just, I was just joking around. All right, we're going to take a look at a sneak peek at the waiver wire. First, got to tell you about Lightstream. Lightstream is a really, really cool website. If you go to lightstream.com right now and check it out, this is a way to get a credit card consolidation loan. So if you have credit card debt, you know, you could be paying more than 20%. Credit card companies, they really, really get you on your credit card debt. But if you'd like to consolidate that and get a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a break, I really highly recommend Lightstream, and we actually have a URL for you to go to to get an even an even bigger discount. It's Lightstream.com/fft, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com/fft. And look, the holidays are approaching. You may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra money. This could really help on Lightstream, which offers credit card consolidation loans from 6.14% APR with auto pay. The national average credit card interest rate is over 19%. You can also get a loan. 
5000 to $100,000, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. The application is 100% online, and there are no fees. Lightstream just believes that if you have good credit, you deserve a great interest rate. So you can save a ton of money with Lightstream, and you can save even more, an additional rate discount at lightstream.com slash FFT, subject to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash FFT for more information. All right, sneak peek. Give me uh, you know a couple, two or three at each position. Quarterback, who are we looking at this week? Eli and Mariota. Eminem and Dak. Okay. I thought there was someone else that I was missing. Who's number one for you, Jamie? Is it Mariota? Mariota. But Lamar Jackson, too, just in case Flacco's match. Okay. So Eli, Mariota, Dak Prescott. Keep an eye on them. Uh Running back, Josh Adams and... Adams, Penny, Derrick Henry still at 64%. Yeah. All right. Penny and, and Henry, we didn't talk about them yet. Wide receiver. I mean, oh, it, go ahead. Jalen Samuels, if James Conner didn't play too. Absolutely. And Theoretic with uh, no Marvin Jones, with, with no slot receiver. He's been very good in PPR the last two weeks. Yeah, Theoretic's not really that much different than Jalen Richard, and Richard has about double the ownership percentage. Yep. Um, I, I'll throw out another running back. Um, Doug Martin against Arizona. Now, these are guys who are owned in more than 65% of leagues, but two running backs who have great matchups that you're going to have trouble trusting, but if you are stuck, Doug Martin and Peyton Barber might be available, and uh, they are set up for a good week, I'd say. So wide receiver Anthony Miller and... Chris Godwin. Yeah, Godwin. I like... I hate even saying this, but I like Dee. There will be matchups down the line where he'll be okay. They tried to get him going 10 targets against Indianapolis. Indy's got a good slot corner, so I'm not surprised by the result being what it was. But it wasn't horrible in PPR, and he's going to have some decent weeks moving forward. Uh, Josh Doxson, John Ross, two young receivers who scored, obviously getting opportunities now with injuries. Yeah, now D.D. Westbrook and, I mean, Moncrief's just been better than Westbrook. But, yep, but they're just not getting a lot of targets. It's like, yeah. it's like spikes. I mean, they've been almost exactly the same. But for the last like six weeks. Not in terms of production. Moncrief has been. For better. the year, Moncrief has 477 yards and three touchdowns. Westbrook has 466 and three touchdowns. Get, so get with the times, bro. Look at the last like six games. Yeah, Westbrook was all early in the year. Uh, what about Kiki QT? Sorry. Yeah, he's my third favorite one. Sorry I called um, you, bro. You know, he comes way. back, you know, he goes right back in the slot and that clearly was good for him when he was healthy. Okay, Kiki QT, we'll keep an eye on him as well. Uh, by the way, the Steelers are the Jaguars matchup this week, and they have been, since their bye, they've been just great against wide receivers. Oh, boy. What the heck did we do at tight end? Hireman. Jeff Hireman. Jeff Hireman really should be part of our zip recruiter at Reeds, you know? Hireman. <laughs> LOL. Recruit him to your lineup. He's got Carolina. Oh, no, he doesn't. He has no, he uh, the Chargers. He's got the bad. Chargers. I wish he had Carolina. So, Hireman, who else? Ben Watson's just above the 65 number. He should have two touchdowns last week. That is true. He would have had two catches. They both would have been touchdowns. Yeah. You could take a I look at the Rams. I, I don't think Uzama's awful. Andy Dalton does. <laughs> you don't? What was he, number 13 last week? What did he have last week? I'm... Four sure, for but 40? last week was terrible for, for tight ends. so bad. This entire season 
It's been, well, I mean, we say that every year. I think it's actually a good week for tight ends, just given some of the matchups. Um, you can look at the two guys for the Rams. Right. Who do you like better? Everett. I, I think I agree. Uh, Seals Jones had nine targets last week. He gets the Raiders. They're terrible. So first game off the bye with Byron Leftwich, he was tied for the, tied for second in targets behind Fitzgerald with David Johnson at nine targets. The nice thing is there's only one good tight end on a bye this week. Our, we're forgetting about Janu Smith. The Joko? Kittle. Sure. Kittle. Uh, yeah, Janu Smith does have a touchdown in two straight games on a combined five targets. He's at Indianapolis. Uh, he's a red zone threat for them. DSTs. I, I don't love him. He's touchdown or bust, but. He's he has been getting some numbers. I mean, you said this the other Can't day. About him. Watson's schedule to close the season is amazing. Ben Watson's schedule, yes, it is. Uh, all right, so DSTs, Arizona, Arizona and Pittsburgh have something in common. They are both facing an opponent that, in their last five games, four of the five DSTs they faced have had either good or great games, and the only exception in both of those situations uh, were the Colts. So the Cardinals and Steelers are Jamie's top two. Do you have a, a preference between those two? Oh, the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals are top three for me this week. Oakland. Oakland? That's who they play. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> I thought you were suggesting Oakland's DST. No, I, I was just giving my in-depth analysis on why the Cardinals were better. I think the Ravens are available in more leagues than you would expect. They're not under 65, but they are under 80, I believe. So look for them first. Oh, okay. They got the Bengals. Steelers have Jacksonville. We want the other nice thing about going after the Ravens. They have the Bengals this week, and then they've got Oakland. <laughs> Oakland. Oakland. Dave, do you have any individual defensive players other than Deion Jones? One. All right, Deion Jones is going to play. Look him up. Yeah, yeah. Get us some IDP for a little bit later. All right. And Jamie, get us excited about kickers. Uh, he's favorite guy, Fairbairn, um, just because he was dropped in several leagues. Uh, you can go back to Dan Bailey because he was dropped in several leagues because of their bye week. You can look at uh, Ryan Suckup because the Colts give up a lot of fantasy points to opposing kickers. And same thing with Jake Elliott. Nobody picked him up last week. And then you have Matt Bryant still out. So Giorgio Tavecchio. Oh, I like it. Very good. Sounded like a real New Yorker there. All right, news and notes real quick. The Carolina Panthers cut C.J. Anderson. The Chargers run defense will— Stay away from Philadelphia, please. Get a little bit worse for uh, without Denzel Perryman. Look at these numbers. Last year, the Chargers allowed 4.86 yards per carry without Denzel Perryman, and 4.73 with Denzel Perryman. But he is a good player. <laughs> that sounded a lot more impressive before you added the I with know, Denzel I know. Perryman. That was the that was the point. Um, but he is a good player, and and that will hurt them against Denver. Uh, the Buccaneers cut Chandler Catanzaro. Deion Jones, back for the Falcons. Big-time IDP addition there. Bill O'Brien did not commit to Deontay Foreman's return. Seattle linebacker K.J. Wright made miss with this week's game Thursday against Green Bay. Buffalo waived Nathan Peterman. Devontae Parker week-to-week -week with a sprained shoulder. Jacksonville center Brandon Linder's out for the year. Philadelphia cornerback Ronald Darby left with a knee injury. The Bengals fired their defensive coordinator Terrell Austin and hired Hugh Jackson to be on their staff. The Rams can win the NFC West this week with a win and a Seattle loss. If they do that, they'd become the second team to win a division in Week 11 since the NFL went to a 16-game schedule in 1978. Also, that game on Monday night has a 64-point total. 
That's the over-under. That would be the highest since at least 1986, according to ESPN. It might be the highest ever. And unfortunately, the NFL is concerned about the playing field in Mexico City. If we get a chance, we'll take a look at a couple of the idiot moron moves that our listeners submitted. But right now, let's talk about Sunday night and Monday night. How about we start with the game-winning drive last night from Eli Manning? It was good to see if you're a Beckham owner because this does buy Manning some time. Um, so Giants 27, San Francisco 23. Manning with his best game, 25 fantasy points uh, in six-point for passing touchdown leagues. Any uh, major takeaways on the Giants side, guys? How about that offensive line? How about the 49ers think? Yeah, I think 49ers that, that, do that stink, was... but anytime Eli's got time to throw, you've got to take notice of it now. That line did a better job, and Eli really played great. The Giants are so bad they even suck at tanking. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so, but you called it. You said they were going to win, so nice work. Yep. Yeah, I knew they were that that bad. Um, Nick Mullins loves George Kittle with all of his heart. We all do. And for the Giants, Sterling Shepard caught that touchdown. He only had three targets. We all like Sterling Shepard because if you get seven or eight targets against Tampa, against San Francisco, you're going to do well. And he only got three. Luckily, he caught a touchdown and gave you something. That was disappointing. And Evan Ingram uh, finally returned. Yeah, with, with a triumphant four catches for 46 yards. Two of them all, came all, on the final drive. I think, uh, yeah, almost all of it on the final drive. I thought he was out until then. He just now got healthy. But, Good time for him to get healthy, though. He didn't play that many snaps. He's got Tampa Bay this week, and that is a guy that could be available. Evan Ingram is yep. 76% owned. I mean, would you prefer him or Watson or? Oh, him. Ingram? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beckham's been a monster lately, and... There you go. So first game this year for Saquon Barkley, Dave, according to Dave Richard, with uh, fewer than ten fantasy points in a non PPR. He hit a hundred total yards, and he's done that in every game. I don't so far think this he season. did. Four touchdowns. I had him at, so if I had him at if 99. your league has the right kind of scoring system, then which he is did what score decimal score? He did, he did it. Score. I, I think I thought he had ninety nine yards. Am I wrong? Sixty seven and thirty three is ninety nine. Oh, it's a hundred. Uh, on had, the nose. I had him at 66. I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, no, I you did have him at 66. Him every time. Okay, 100 total yards right there. Oh, just on our, you know, <laughs> weakest alum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Matt Breida, actually, it might be the big story here. 17 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown, and three Only catches. limped off once. 31 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> and came back, I think he scored after that, right? Yep, he yep. did. Career yep. high in carries. No Raheem Mostert. No, nothing. They they were leaning on him as much well, as they were comfortable. I mean, Alf still had some carries, he but he doesn't. Yeah, His it was schedule, great to see, man. When when he's right, he's really really good. It's true. His playoff schedule is pretty tough. Uh, Denver, Seattle, and Chicago. Looks like they get Tampa Bay up there by right. Yes, so that's so. good. But they run the ball really well, and Brita was only fifty one percent started. I get it, but I got a team name for you: Best in Brita. You know what I hate? What? Jarek McKinnon's ACL. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a good year for him. Uh, you can drop Marquise Goodwin, right? 71% owned? Yes, 72%. 72% owned, even even worse. Uh, we're going to talk Dallas and Philadelphia. But hey, who wants to join the podcast league? Yeah, you all want to join the podcast league. Well, you can do it every single week. I'm talking about our FanDuel podcast league. FanDuel.com slash FFT. How's your season going, everybody? Let's say it's going really, really well. Well, then you should play FanDuel.com 
slash FFT because you're so good at fantasy football. Now we're going to give you an opportunity to win $500 if you finish first. And if you finish in the top 240, you're going to still cash. Um, and it's only $5 entry per week. How's your fantasy season doing, everybody? Oh, it's doing really poorly? Well, then you should play FanDuel.com slash FFT because you want to play some competitive fantasy football. You want a new team every single week. And if you make your first deposit on FanDuel, you get a $5 bonus. FanDuel.com slash FFT, make your first deposit, get a $5 bonus, and then bam, put it right into our contest. We play every week. It's really, really fun. Uh, you don't have to worry about injuries. You don't have to worry about bye weeks. Just sit the, sit back and enjoy some football and watch it and win some money. Uh, play against a lot of people. Play again in small contests against one or two people, whatever you want. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get that $5 bonus when you sign up. New users only. Bonus not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. And for full eligibility rules and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. Dallas 27, Philadelphia 20. So does anybody buy Dak Prescott as a reliable starter going forward? He's 55%. He's a good low-end starter. I mean, he's hit, what, 21 or more points in four or five games? Yes, yep. he's a he's a an elite QB two in two QB leagues. Oh, good. Well, he's my second quarterback in my two QB league, which I have Marlon Mack back, thankfully. Uh, Zeke's awesome. I pretty good stuff for Amari Cooper. I mean, yes, been, he's been very good. Mm-hmm. Ten targets, six catches, seventy five yards. That's great. Uh, what do you? Think? When's the last time he had eight or more targets in consecutive games? I'm last going year. to guess last year, but not this year. Not with the Raiders. Well, actually, I think it's right now, but before that. Uh, what do you think about the Eagles' wide receivers? Um, well, like we all expected, they signed Golden Tate, and Nelson Aguilar was uh, the best <laughs> option in the passing game. Uh, it's Zach Ertz. So Alshon Jeffrey has had six games this year. In three of those games, he's had 74 or more yards. In three of those games, he's had 48 or fewer yards. The three bad games have come against Minnesota, Jacksonville, and Dallas. And those three teams are among the four best against wide receivers. So I think if you look at that, you're a Jeffrey owner. Just realize he's had some really tough matchups. And he struggled in them. But he's been good otherwise. So maybe that tells you what you need to do with him in terms of starts and sits. Uh, by the way, Zach Ertz is on pace in PPR. If he in a 16-game pace, he's on pace for 320 fantasy points. That is exactly what Rob Gronkowski scored in his best season, which was 2011. Uh, Gronk had 90 catches that year. He also had 17 touchdowns. Ertz is on pace for 133 catches, 1,402 yards, and nine touchdowns. 133. If he scores 320 fantasy points in PPR, that would be more than any wide receiver scored last year. I'll take the under. <laughs> Fair enough, but um think Jason Witten, awesome. Jason Witten said last night he's going to smash my uh catch record for a tight you end. You love Jason Witten. I do love Jason Witten. He did a great job last night. He was terrific. To the waiver wire. Quarterbacks. Uh, we, we more or less covered this. Um so Mariota is at Indianapolis. You look at the last six quarterbacks against the Colts. Five of them have scored 21 or more points. Four of them have scored 24 or more points. Three of them, I think, have scored like 33 or more points. They've been terrible against quarterbacks. So that's six point per passing touchdown league. So Mariota's 32% owned. Lamar Jackson has a great matchup. Can run like the wind. 
He's pretty fun to speculate on. Eli Manning gets the best matchup in fantasy, Tampa Bay. And Dak Prescott gets the second best matchup in fantasy at Atlanta. So between Eli, Jackson, Eli, uh, sorry, between, uh, Mariota, Jackson, Eli, and Prescott, who's your favorite this week? Eli for me. I uh, currently have Mariota ranked higher. I like Mariota better too, but it's close. With Eli? Yeah. Ja- it's Jackson, really close. Jackson's more speculating on for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know Jackson has a great schedule. We've laid it out. He's got Cincinnati, Oakland, Atlanta, Kansas City, Tampa Bay in his next five games. Just yeah, I'm, I'm only feeling it in that Oakland game for for Lamar Jackson. All right. If he can throw even a little bit, he's he's really going to be pretty exciting. Which yeah, know. I mean, you're you're buying him for his legs. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I mentioned this on Beat the Waiver Wire um, on Friday. You didn't have to stash a quarterback because there are good streaming options this week. And there are two more that I want to get your thoughts on. Blake Bortles, 32% owned. He's been pretty good lately for fantasy. And he gets Pittsburgh this week. But they're going to destroy him. They have been very good against quarterbacks lately. Uh, and then Josh Rosen at Kansas City. Or excuse me. Josh Rosen against Oakland. Any interest? Rosen's a good 2QB streamer. Okay. So not feeling Bortles? Not this week. I he's in that range, but I'm not like he's behind all the other guys. How do you feel about these two just in case they get dropped, which would be justifiable? Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Giants. Only Wentz and Watson have scored more than twenty one points against the Giants this year in six point per passing touchdown leagues. And Matthew Stafford against Carolina, who's been brutal lately. I would like Stafford better if Marvin Jones played. And frankly, if Marvin Jones and Michael Roberts, their tight end played, uh, but with, with the, with the receiving court being what it is, it could be Kenny Galladay and a whole lot of nothing. It makes it hard to feel good about Stafford even in a good matchup. So if you own Fitzpatrick and Stafford, would you start either of them over Mariota or Manning or your favorite streamer? No, I'd go after one of the streamers. I would start Fitz over the streamers. Well, now I'm worried about what you guys were worried about last week with Fitzpatrick. Oh, I think it's could, still that possible he could get that if, benched because now he's already had a bad game. That was not him, though. Some of it was. Oh, he was. I thought he was awful. Yeah, I think some of those throws were really bad. Um, he did throw I, for four hundred yards, though. <laughs> I would be worried about him playing four quarters. I think that they don't want to play Jameis because if he gets hurt, his injury is guaranteed. Yeah, but that's the coaching staff versus ownership. The coaching staff needs wins. They need to they're, know what they have in, in Jameis. They're not wins. around next year. Uh, what about, uh, no, we did all the whatabouts. Okay, you can drop Andy Dalton, you can drop Alex Smith. For goodness sake, drop Alex Smith already. Running backs. We have IDP coming up later, by the way. Um, alright, so, let me start with the owned in more than 65% of leagues group and tell me who you're interested in. Peyton Barber, <laughs> the, the Giants, their last two games, the two games they played without Damon Harrison, Adrian Peterson had 24 fantasy points in non-PPR, Matt Breida had 25 fantasy points in non-PPR. With three catches on top of it. Uh, Doug Martin at Arizona. Jalen Richard. Arizona's actually been pretty good against pass catching running backs, but Richard gets his five or more catches every week. Ito Smith exists. And Royce Freeman is coming back. And Frank Gore is on by, but he's been, he's been alright. So did I say any names that you think are must owns? Barber, Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, Ito Smith, Royce Freeman, Frank Gore. Barber and Martin are okay. Where do you have them ranked? 
Uh, Martin is a low end number two running back in non PPR, um, right in the Lamar Miller range. And, uh, Barber's a flex. Okay. Alright. Great. So now, uh, Josh, are you starting Barber and Doug Martin over Josh Adams this week? Yes. Martin, yes. Barber, no. Dave? Uh, Martin for sure I am. Okay. Against Arizona. I, I, I'll take a look at my handy dandy sheet. So, I do have Adams ahead of Barber. So, so as Dave said, like Adams, we're not throwing him into our lineup this week, most likely, but Dave said this is, there are not that many running backs that have a chance to break out. Adams is someone who does. Right? Right. So he's great to have on your bench. Not necessarily, he's fine as a bye week replacement as well, but you can find 24 plus other running backs that are going to have a better week. Josh Adams does have one catch this season, so as Jamie said, they gotta be in the game for, uh, for him to excel. My guess is that Adams becomes their primary guy and Smallwood works passing downs and Corey Clement barely plays. And then if Darren Sproles comes back, then he'll obviously impact all those guys. Now, could you make the case that Rashad Penny has a chance to break out, not necessarily this week, but if they lose, if they get eliminated from the division this week, which could happen, you know, do they start to say, hey, we've got this guy in the first round. It's time to get Rashad Penny a lot of work. It's entirely possible. It's, it's, there's very good reason to add Rashad Penny. And, and I think if you're looking more long term, he might be even better than Josh Adams to some degree, but he's the, the reason why I think I, I won't speak for Jamie and Heath, but the reason why I've got Adams ahead is because his competition for playing time isn't quite as good as what Penny has in Seattle. Now, on the flip side, Seattle wants to be a running team, so they want to be able to run the football a lot. So as long as there's two guys going, each of those two should be okay. Maybe Penny, you know, you know, Carson could get hurt again. Mike Davis is good as a pass catching back. Maybe Penny does work his way in there. So I, I'd prefer to speculate on Adams first, but Penny is a very close second. Okay. Uh, Derek Henry, 11 carries, 58 yards, and two touchdowns against New England. He had 12 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown in London two weeks ago, or I guess three weeks ago now. So, you know, Jamie, it's it's pretty interesting with Henry. I mean, this offense is doing so much better. They're at the Colts. They got a chance to score some points. He's he's not probably not going to be more than just a touchdown-dependent guy, but he seems like uh, of the touchdown-dependent guys, someone who's got a decent, pretty good chance to score a touchdown, I guess. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, look, his yards per carry was good last week. Uh, like you said, the offense is playing better. Uh, I think having the pressure off of having to carry the, the backfield it probably has been good for him because now, you know, he just comes in in those short area situations and he, he's playing better. Um, he's not a, he's not a slam dunk starter. I don't have him ranked as a starter this week and, and certainly not in PPR, but you know, it, it's kind of similar to what we've been saying about Jordan Howard the last couple of weeks. Jordan Howard's not running well, but he's scoring touchdowns. So it's not a, it's not a slam dunk. He's going to help your fantasy roster, but you're just seeing signs of life now that Mariota's playing better, that Corey Davis is playing better, Deion Lewis is playing better, and he's kind of just getting those opportunities to find the end zone, and he's taking advantage of it. Four touchdowns in three games is nothing to overlook. So would you pick up Rashad Penny or Derrick Henry? Penny. I'd pick up Penny over Henny. Henry. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Penny over Henry if, uh, if I'm speculating. If I need someone for this week and Chris Carson plays, I'd rather have Henry. Uh, Jalen Samuels, why why did you put Jalen Samuels ahead of Steven Ridley? Not that it matters. But... Oh, I like Samuels better. Okay, that's a good reason. Theo Riddick in PPR. Versatile. 
Riddick has 13 catches over his last two games. He does not get carries. Uh, Carolina actually. No, he's their new slot receiver. Carolina allows the third fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs, but they haven't really faced a lot of good pass catching running backs. Uh, Elijah McGuire, he's on a bye this week. Could be the best running back in that backfield. Maybe another he is the best speculative. Well, and they've got to go to, like, it's time to find out. Cause their team is dead in the water. And I, they should fire their head coach and then they can just play the young guy. So he does have a bye, but that's another guy you can speculate on, Elijah McGuire. And then, uh, JMS, you have Capri Bibbs, Jacquez Rogers, and Devontae Booker on here. Talk about them. I mean, Chris Thompson being out, that's going to keep Bibbs relevant. He didn't play well last week, but two of the three previous games, two of the previous games that Chris Thompson missed, he scored a touchdown. And I think they'll need him in the passing game if they're chasing points. Um, Jacquez Rogers had over 100 yards receiving, and with Ronald Jones out, if they're behind, which they probably will be most games, uh, he'll be involved in the passing game. Two of his last three games, he has at least four catches. And Booker, just in case Royce Freeman doesn't come back, he scored a touchdown in his last game, had over 100 total yards of the game before that. So you know that he's the second guy clearly behind Philip Lindsay. And as you mentioned, uh, the Denzel Perryman great stat that if he's out, or you, now that he's out, the Chargers run defense is vulnerable. You can, you can bump that yard per carry up point one one. Uh, I think even their coach was like, yeah, we're, our run defense is going to take a hit, uh, without Perryman. Um, you can drop, Thompson at this point. Your drop candidates are interesting. TJ Yeldon, Chris Thompson, Carlos Hyde, Smallwood, and Clement. Would anybody be hesitant to drop Yeldon, Thompson, Hyde, Smallwood, or Clement? Not for any of the top three or four guys we just talked about, no. And those top three or four are Josh Adams, Rashad Penny, Derek Henry, and maybe Jalen Samuels or Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick. Samuels. And, and let's, let's, just for people that are listening, when's Le'Veon Bell does not report. Even if James Conner plays, it's worth stashing Jalen Samuels. But how confident are you that that it would be him getting the bulk of the work? I don't think he'd get the bulk of the carries, but I w- do expect he'd get a lot more catches than James Conner would. And no, then Tim Ridley. Yes, then Ridley would, and I think that would be more productive touches. Let's move on. Let's talk about wide and I receivers. Think on, I'm sorry. Just uh, I, I think I saw this somewhere on. I believe it's Yahoo. I don't think for us. He's still tight and eligible. Yep. Oh, okay. That would help. Okay, so how about wide receivers? The guys that I have in more than 65% of leagues are Corey Davis, Allen Robinson, who's probably going to be a sit this week. And then I wanted to ask about Traquan Smith, and we can just get rid of him. He's 70% owned. What do you think? I like Traquan Smith this week. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't get rid of him at all. I think I think he is a good player to have on your bench. He'll have big upside whenever they play high-scoring games at home, and you'll just sit him on the bench whenever they play on the road. Do you know how much week? he played last week? More obviously, he didn't get any targets. Yeah, I did. Good. I did. I looked. He played like sixty percent of the snaps or something. He played more snaps than any wide receiver. I I, I have to look again in case it was a typo or something, or in case I read it wrong. But I he played I, more than Michael Thomas. Yeah, not more than Michael Thomas. I think he did probably because it was a blowout. It was a blowout. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, home game against the Eagles, I could see him playing well this week. And Not obviously, well, but, but being productive, having a shot. That Philly secondary is really beat up. Yep. And maybe, maybe Traquan Smith didn't play all that much because it was a blowout. He played, uh, he played 50 snaps. Michael Thomas played 46, and that led receivers. I couldn't believe that. Great stat. Thank Should you. Stat of the stat game. Of the, stat of the week. Uh, Corey Davis, yeah, get excited. And Alan yeah. Robinson. What, what was that? Get excited. That was the most. 
unexcited get excited I've ever heard in my life. Get excited, Adam. Get that excited. He, he is the top golf of wide receivers. Now, other priorities. Anthony Miller, 23% owned. Chris Godwin, 59% owned. Godwin in, you, I think you almost, I know what you're talking about. Jameis Winston taking advantage of those matchups. Godwin in the five games that Ryan Fitzpatrick has finished is averaging 13.6 PPR points. Ooh, fun. All right. At the Giants this week. Either a, either a touchdown or a hundred yards in four of those games. Kiki QT. Josh Reynolds, 14 team leagues? For Reynolds? I mean, look, he, he, the one thing you know about Sean McVay is he's going to be creative and find a way to get other guys involved because he's not just going to be Cooks, Woods, and Gurley. And you saw the last game before Cub came back, he had the two touchdowns in the red zone. So that's something you could build off of there. I look at him kind of like Derrick Henry this week. A lot of scoring could get in. Yep. Okay, Josh Or Trayvon Smith. Same type of thing. Josh Doxson. Uh, who you guys have ahead of Maurice Harris and the Redskins. Yeah, I'd flip it in PPR, but I think yeah. Doxon, you know, he scored each of the last two games. And he's not going to be impacted by Jamison Crowder coming back if you're looking long term. John Ross had two catches for 39 yards and a touchdown on six targets. He's at Baltimore this week. There's D.D. Westbrook and Dante Moncrief. You guys prefer Westbrook? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, like I said, Pittsburgh, their last three games – only one wide receiver has more than, I think, 40 yards against them. And that was Willie Sneed, who had seven catches for 58 yards. Uh, and Brandon Marshall could take a flyer on? Deeply, deep, 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 deeply. Yeah, like we've got a 26-team league. I'm going to check and see if he's available in that league. Here are some whatabouts. What about Christian Kirk? It was actually – it really was a tough matchup last week at the Chiefs. Uh, but now Oakland at home. Christian Kirk, 58% owned. Not bad. Yeah, I think, uh, yes. Wouldn't you put him in that same boat as the guys who might score category because their offenses should put up points? Yeah, I, I would probably put him ahead of John Ross. I, I wouldn't do that. I'm just concerned about is it Seals Jones now? Yeah. Or is it Kirk? Like who's going to be the second receipt or the third receiving option because David Johnson's clearly more involved. I don't know how much they're going to have to throw against the Raiders. I think David Johnson's going to have a big day. Yeah, I don't think teams throw much on the Raiders actually. Uh, Willie Sneed, I think you know Willie Sneed, I think would be really hurt by Lamar Jackson, but he was he was a five to six catches, fifty-four to sixty-yard guy in five of his last six games with six teams. Well, why on would by. that change though? He's a short area target for a guy that's not going to have a lot of, I, you know, reads. I have no faith in Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. But he's been playing with Joe Flacco all year. The bar he, is not he, high. The bar he... All right, well, we'll see what Lamar Jackson has. Lamar Jackson just could not throw in college. It's also I'm never going to be excited about starting Willie Sneed. No, I think he's 10 10 PPR points, which isn't good, all right, but that, could... but that's not great. But he's it's like a, a guaranteed. Flex. He is a good floor play in PPR. Adam Humphreys um, any interest in him after two good games? He had a bad one last week. He's similar to Willie Snead. I think he just took advantage of the slot receiver having success against the Panthers situation. Danny Amendola on a bye this week, but Devontae Parker's banged up, and Amendola had seven catches for 72 yards on 10 targets. I, I like him quite a bit. If he wasn't on a bye this week, he would be much higher on the list for me. I just don't, I don't think you probably have to spend a roster spot on him. Just plan on picking him up next week. Okay, Danny Amendola uh, appears to be the top receiver for the Dolphins. Tight ends, 
Uh, Evan Ingram and Jack Doyle are 73 and 72% owned. If you saw them both, who would you pick up, Ingram or, or Doyle? Doyle. Ingram this week. I don't, I don't think I could pick up either of them. Why? Big guys. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, it's hard to have faith in Evan Ingram. Love yeah. him this week. It's a great matchup. You love him? I don't know if that matters. I'm starting over Jimmy Graham. Wasn't San Francisco a great matchup? No. Used no? to be. What'd you say? It used to be. Hasn't been in about six weeks. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, Ben Watson is Jamie's number one priority, but he needs to score. The, the Eagles actually allow the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends. OJ Howard, the only tight end with more than 41 yards against the Eagles, but he, he did drop, he did drop one touchdown and then had one overturned. Uh, last week. He's also the first tight end to have a good game against the Ravens this week, this year. Jeff Hireman. Uh, Jeff Hireman, 10% owned. Last two games, one catch, four yards, and a touchdown on five targets. Ten catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets. But that was the first game without Demarius. He may have yes, been, that's he, why. He got I the like Cortland it. Sutton boost that we were all hoping for. Yeah, he this, sure did. Tough matchup against the Chargers, but his schedule also gets better as they move along. Ricky Seals Jones against the Raiders. They allow the fourth most points to tight ends. Tied for third and touchdowns a lot of tight end. Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby, they're both 1% owned. They both have good matchups. Although the funny thing about the Rams, uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs, they don't give up a lot of yards. Sixth uh, most fantasy points to – oh, no, they do give up a lot of yards. They don't give up a lot of touchdowns. Only three touchdown catches to tight ends, but they give up a ton of yards. That's like the Giants. Is that like the Giants? Giants don't give up touchdowns to tight ends either, but they give up yards. Jonu Smith. Three catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown last week. Two straight games of the touchdown. He will be at Indianapolis. Then there's Nick Vanette and James O'Shaughnessy. And, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of guys with good matchups. Vanette scored in two straight games, and O'Shaughnessy came back from a shoulder injury and had five catches. God, this is dreadful. <laughs> what do you mean? You might be starting one of these guys in your fantasy league this week. Are you being babyish Hooray. right now? No, I'm not. You have to start a tight end. <laughs> oh, jeez. Fantasy football is so hard. Let's just eliminate tight end. No, ridiculous. Man, that's our listener, man. I know. That was mean. I felt bad. Like, as I was doing it, I'm sorry to email of the day guy. I actually thank you for letting me, like, be a jerk. I hope people were entertained. But I'm sorry. Oh, I feel so bad. You know, when we do the radio show, how was the radio show Saturday night, by the way? It was great. Yeah. I never mean the callers. And I don't like hosts that are mean to callers. Like that's so that's so big time. What if the caller was mean to you? I'd probably be mean back. Just let him be mean. Let's get into a fake fight this week uh, on the radio show. Let's All do right. it with Pat from Ohio. No, no way. He's my boy. He's our boy. DST streamers, Cardinals, Steelers. Oh, uh, met Trey from New York. Oh yes. yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yep. And he called in on Saturday. Nice. That's and great. I told uh, I told Scott Farrell because he's the first caller on Farrell every Friday night, and he was like so excited. Uh, we got the Cardinals and the Steelers, and the Panthers at Detroit, the Bengals at Baltimore. He said keep an eye on the Ravens and the Giants against Tampa Bay. I guess Giants. Giants have what negative five sacks this year? I think they don't get they don't do a great job of getting after the quarterback. <laughs> that, to but they'll the get least. two picks from Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I would expect. Another two interception game like they had last night, and they they should have had probably four. But if yards against count big for DSTs, then you can't use them because 
that's the one thing the Bucks are going to do is continue to rack up yards. I, like I said uh, on Friday, the, the good thing about this by NATO week is that there are, it, it's mostly terrible teams. So, uh, you hopefully Not you don't. Mostly. Have to, it's like a by storm. It's it's bad teams. Four of them are awful. A lot of flexes on by this. How week. is that not mostly awful teams? Four of six. I agree with you. Oh, okay, good. I was like, what? I'm sorry. I agree with you. Oh, I agree with you, Jamie. And then there are kickers: Fairbairn, Bailey. You agree with me that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I like Jake Elliott. I don't. Yeah, he's inside. In a high-scoring game. Uh, we can read some emails. Dave, give me some IDP. I've got absolutely nothing at defensive line. It is terrible at D-line. Good luck with whatever is you're Zion doing Is Zion still available or no? Uh, he's pretty much been picked up in a bunch of leagues. Josh Bynes at linebacker. All these guys are available in at least two-thirds of CBS Sports Leagues. Linebacker, Josh Bynes in Arizona. Um, Zach Cunningham looks like he's on the way back in Houston. He was a very good producer before he got hurt. Uh, Jatavius Brown with the Chargers is taking over for Denzel Perryman. Alex Anzalone, or Anzalone? Anzalone, I believe. Anzalone? Has had three really good games in a row for New Orleans, and now he gets Philadelphia. Eli Apple has not been great in terms of, you know, shutting down receivers, but he's getting lots of numbers in fantasy. He should continue to do that defensive back. And uh, Stephon Gilmore, if you're looking for somebody long-term, has been good. Obviously, he's not going to play this week. I I wonder if this is the week where uh, we get the Eric Berry has returned to practice notification. I would guess out there by. Could be. Hey, did you say Anzalone, Jamie? Yeah. It's Anzalone, bro. You went to you went to Florida. You got to know this stuff. That reminds me. Did I tell you about the New York pizza I had? Uh, no. It was uh, very New York pizza. No. Uh, what? Is, first of all, what does that mean? What does that mean? I I mean I've had New York pizza at several malls across well, America. Tell, tell them where you went. You went to Patsy's. No, you didn't go to Patsy's. Don't even don't even joke about that. He did. Um, it looked like it'd been sitting there for two or three days. They you threw it you are so dumb. You the are the, the moron who goes to New York City and finds bad pizza. There was there <laughs> we was, had no choice. No, it's it was New York pizza. Where'd you guys go? Are Almost you... no sauce. It was because oh. Pete Pete Prisco You went to I, that John's place and drink. Uh, went went to a, a very good one called Johnny's. Almost um, no crust in Times Square. Right when we went to John's, there was a line out the door. Okay, anything in Times Square is bad. That's the first thing. You ever go to New York City? No, we had, we we had good pizza. Yeah, but you didn't really have good pizza. You just don't know what good pizza is. You think that's good pizza? You you got to go to Patsy's. You want some real good pizza? Well, anything in Times Square is bad. That is the rule. Do not ever eat in Times Square. Uh, Heath, have you ever seen? You ever watched The Office? Were you an Office fan? Uh, yeah, two or three times. Okay, well, there's a great scene where Michael Scott goes to New York City and he's like, "Oh, look at this authentic New York City pizza," and he's standing outside of Sparrow's, a Sabaros, however you pronounce it. This was not a chain, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but that's that's uh, what I'm. It was called Mama's. It was inside of a food court. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? That's well, bad. Mama's had the monopoly on the food court. They had pizza. They had breakfast items. They had salads. They claimed to have burgers. So just, they had gelato. This was your suggestion? No, dude. It was pouring rain. It was Dave figured that we had to get back. So to once the again, theater. Dave had another crappy suggestion about where to eat. We were desperate for anything. <laughs> Let me read some emails. There was nothing. It's in the theater district. There just weren't any places to go to that we could just get a quick I think it was a perfect representation of New York City pizza. I am so mad right now. You are offending me. I, I'm so mad. Okay. This if is, I had time, we would have gone somewhere amazing. This like is Chicago? from – will you be quiet, everybody? This is from Daniel from the city that's home to the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Columbus. Uh, sure. 
Uh, I'm torn between the Vikings and the Chargers DST rest of season. I need to drop one. Drop. Let me just say the Vikings DST gets the Bears, Packers, Patriots, and Seahawks in their next next four games. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. Okay. National uh, Soccer Hall of Fame is in Texas. Texas? That yeah. seems Frisco, weird. Texas. Yeah, it is more Frisco? What I just googled. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says, "Do I start the Chargers DST or the Bears DST this week?" Uh, Chargers. Yeah. They've got. They're going to be in the middle of their three-week window where you can just start. I don't know why I hesitated. Back. They're my number one defense right now. <laughs> yeah, they're my number over two. the Cardinals. Over the I have the Cardinals three. Contrarian. This is from Matthew. Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? Rest of Brees season. Brees is my number one. This Rest week. of season. Sorry, Rodgers or Brees? I'll uh, take Brees. I'll take Rodgers. If I could only roster one of those guys, I would probably roster Brees just because I'd rather start him this week. And Thanks. last email. Do I drop from Jake? Do I drop John Brown, Gio Bernard, or Barber for Corey Davis or Anthony Miller? You can drop the last two names for Davis and Miller. Uh, yes, assuming that you're not holding on to Bernard because you have Mixon. I mean, it depends on what you're – I would probably drop Barber for Davis. Okay. Yeah, Adam, I have a um, regulator question. Please say got to go by because I don't have time for it. No, no. It was about this guy who dropped someone in their league by mistake. Right. And then they got to go by. <laughs> then they got him back and they won, even though that player – was really and bad and the week. person you beat is accusing you of cheating. Did I beat Coca? Nope. Did I beat? Well, if you've made more attention to your leagues, maybe you'll know. I went. You don't even know who you played. <laughs> Can I just tell you that I went eight and two in my ten leagues for the third straight week? I'm well, on a total I would heater. So you got, Jamie, you got Jamie managing your rosters for you. Top golf for everyone. See you later, I, everybody. I, I mean, honestly, you've you really put me in a bad spot. Jamie, I appreciate you doing what you did. I thank you very much, Dave. Can you say something now? You really? I mean, I'm really upset with you. Dave, please play us off. No. So mad. Nah, 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 nah.